2: Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team team. every day. day.
1: It's always a pleasure and it's always a treat for everyone when we get to have Chris Russell the Rooster on the Locked On Redskins podcast right into week two. Week two two of this are you already tired of this season I know you get grumpy very early
0: on I do normally I I do but I'm happy to be with you I like you I like talking about the Redskins I like your audience even though I don't exactly directly know them I feel you I like you I'm trying to be nice to you I'm energetic I'm excited the Redskins are one and oh baby print the plant playoff tickets Start planning the parade.
1: You know, it's amazing what one win does for your attitude. Yeah, man. I like it. Because yeah. you sometimes can be kind of a little grumpy bitch about stuff.
0: <laughs> so I'm really happy that we get to have this from you early on. It's just nice. <laughs> I like the fact that you're allowed to call me a grumpy bitch on your podcast. I, mean, I say it
1: on the radio. Well, I can true. just say it on that's here, too. True. So it's fine.
0: That's true. Uh, I can be a grumpy bitch. Yeah. Uh, I can be a grumpy ass. Yes. I can be uh, a grumpy other thing.
1: Yes, you can. Uh, I'm not sure how far I'm allowed to go on this. So we'll just... Stop yeah, the words it's okay.
0: There. Uh I think people get the point. Uh yeah, I mean listen, a one 0 uh, record, a dominating win on the road even though they weren't great offensively in the second half. I mean, they're, you know, that's just literally again picking, you know, the last bit of meat off the bones, if you will. Uh there's things they can do to get better, clearly, but uh, listen, I didn't expect them to win, period. One. I didn't expect them to dominate because obviously I didn't expect them to win. It doesn't mean Anything long-term other than, for now, the Redskins are, I think, a league-wide surprise and a pleasant surprise in my eyes.
1: All right, it's Chris Russell, the 106.7, the fan course. You can follow him on Twitter, at Russellmania621. and You can watch him yell at people uh, for various things and put the wrong words in quotes on a regular basis. So that's such an inside joke, but we could get into that maybe later. You're really bad at using your quotes. The fact that you put people in quotes talking. By the way, no, you know what, forget it. We're not even going to talk football yet. Your rant about the iPhone yeah. being eleven hundred dollars yeah. and then saying some quote unquote people will still buy it, it's now gonna live on an in infamy. I think it from is. now on I'm just gonna everybody's just gonna tweet you I with random words and quotes. I
0: can't believe how popular this one idiotic tweet <laughs> is, is literally taking to a response from uh, you know, from Bill Rowland, the voice of George Mason basketball about the stupid iPhone uh, costing eleven hundred dollars. Listen, let me just explain. Quote unquote people, in quotes. Was my way of trying to be nice and not call them idiots. Just saying that was my way of trying to be nice. I know everybody yelled at me and shouted at me that eleven hundred dollars is nothing to spend on a smartphone, a phone, a computer, a tablet, a this, a video watching even a device, phone a TV. Anymore, though. Yeah, it's I everything. understand I understand that. I, I get You can multi- turn the
1: lights on in your house, start your car, I get you how- can watch a ton of pornography if you want to do that. It's all there for you. How do you know? I mean, well, you think everybody doesn't know about what you can find on, on your phone now? I, I'm just curious. Oh, really? So you, you've... Uh-huh. No, I've, I... have seen d- your search history.
0: Oh, you have? Yes. Oh, okay. We've
1: gone and checked it out before. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Everybody has.
0: Okay. It's um, disgusting.
1: Yeah, You're okay. a sicko.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll move beyond, animals, beyond that. animals, I mean, just... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move beyond that. I would just say this. Listen, I get that it's, of course, more than just... A, my point is, is... is exorbitantly ridiculous to spend on a phone, tablet, computer, whatever. I I get that it's more than just a phone, but I'll just quickly wrap it up by saying this. More people in quotations was like a, a buddy of mine, a really good buddy of mine, right? He loves iPhones and iProducts, or what do they call them? Apple products, right? iProducts, whatever. This is a great line. (laughs) He loves the iProducts that are out. Ninety. The interwebs. He he loves all that stuff, right? Um, But what I would say is this: anybody that rushes right out on the first day, the first couple of days, the first week, stands in line like I've seen some of these maniacs do, just to get the newest iPhone product and spend eleven hundred dollars. Is not very smart in my eyes. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm trying to be as nice as I can. Why? Because you don't, you don't to be need nice. it. Like if you have an iPhone 9 or 8 or, or 10 or There's whatever. No such thing as a It 9. works perfectly. <laughs> you don't need an 11. You don't need to give them $1,100. They are hoodwinking you just like Starbucks has. Just like so many other Fortune 500 companies. They are st- Stealing your money because you're too susceptible and too silly gooses to understand strong language. Strong language, be careful. you, You know how I you know how I roll.
1: By the way, the Wall Street Journal wrote about the new iPhones, yes. and they're like, it's pretty much the same thing as it was last year. Exactly. Time. But I'm with you. I've never had an iPhone. I've always been droid, and I think anybody that gets suckered into the iPhone is stupid, but it's exactly. not like Androids don't cost a ton of money no, either. No,
0: I mean, but I got a, a Samsung Galaxy S9 a couple of weeks ago. Galaxy it cost is me, all,
1: all it, about it, man. It cost me
0: yep. $10 a month because I'm a loyal customer to my cell phone service company. Been with them for 17 years cost me $10 a month. Uh, I guess I could trade it in after like a year and a half and after 18 months or whatever it is. And listen, I'm not saying that I haven't paid $30 a month tacked onto my phone, but I got it. I understand these things cost money, and I get it. $1,100 is probably a drop in the bucket to a lot of people. To me, it's the matter of principle that you have to rush right up just because it's an iPhone or just because it's a new (laughs) Apple product. Get out of here! Have an orange. Forget about apples. Have an oh, boo! You know
1: your dad jokes get worse and worse. You know that, right? I did that just—I <laughs> did that just to piss you it off. Was so, it was so—it pissed me off. It was hilarious, but it was just really bad. All right, Redskins Colts coming up on Sunday. Oh, yeah, we could actually talk football. I guess maybe I might just try to trigger you some more with random <laughs> things that'll make you scream and yell about Americans being, by and large, idiots. As you said before, uh, so a better quarterback than Andrew Luck. I guess a better offensive line for the Colts now than what they've had in the past, but really no run game and no defense for the Colts right now. The Redskins should on paper win this game, right? And win it handily considering what we saw in week one, right Russell? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's no way they're going to have a stinker in week two. Well,
0: I wouldn't say there's no way. <laughs> and that's the problem. Um, look, look, The bottom line is, as we all know, it's a week-to-week league, and sometimes it's a half-to-half and a quarter-to-quarter and a series-to-series league, right? So theoretically, there isn't that kind of momentum, I don't think, generally that you build over in other sports one night to the next, one week to the next. Sometimes you can. But I, I do think this is a very, 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 very winnable game. I would be bitterly disappointed if they lost this game. We can get into the reasons why. But I would say this. And you know I've always said this about the Redskins, especially the last couple of years with cousins at quarterback. Maybe it'll be different with Alex Smith, with Jay Gruden at the helm. This is a team that does not handle prosperity well. Nick, I'm telling you, this is a team that plays its best football, balls to the wall football, when their hair's on fire and when they're getting kicked in the in the onions. Okay? In the pelotas? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the grapefruits. That's you when they, oranges? <sighs>
1: Yeah, see what I did there? Uh-huh.
0: That's when they play their best football, which if you rewind the clock, what what was everybody saying? Jay Gruden can't win season openers. Not everybody was saying that the Arizona Cardinals were better than the Redskins, but people like myself were very concerned about Alex Smith and his lack of workload, Adrian Peterson just getting here the day before, uh, Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson not playing, so on and so forth. The Redskins went there. They went there with a kick-ass, business-like mentality against the world, if you will, in a very hostile environment and took the crowd out of it relatively quickly and stomped on them and never really relented. Well, this time it's a chance to, uh, yes, it's Andrew Luck. But that offense outside of Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, not very good. Defense outside of Jabal Sheard, not very good. So that's what I worry about at home in a quote-unquote kind of cupcake game.
1: A lot of people were upset that there wasn't enough of a quote-unquote pass (laughs) rush at Arizona last week. But when I watched it, and I think you probably, I would assume, saw the same thing. You didn't really have a chance because they were trying to throw the ball so quickly just to get that offense in some sort of a rhythm. That's not really, that doesn't really dictate what this Redskins defense is in terms of a pass rush, right? Like, that's just, that's what they had to counter with. And by the way, they spend most of their time focusing on David Johnson, and did a
0: really good job yeah.
1: against him because he torched them the last time they played Well,
0: and he torched them early on that first drive. He had carries of 10 and 11 yards on a second and third carry of the game, but the other seven carries, yes, including a late fourth-quarter touchdown, the other seven carries of the game, he only had 16 yards combined on those seven carries. Uh, Again, yes, one was a touchdown. I got it. Uh, And then, what, 30-some-odd yards, if memory serves me correct, Mm -hmm. in terms of pass receiving. And he's a better pass catcher and receiver as a running back, I think, than a pure runner. But whatever. They did a fine job in that regard. And you're absolutely right. They weren't going to let Arizona, with a rebuilt offensive line and their offensive line, make no mistake about it, absolutely sucked last year. And it has struggled the last couple years. They weren't going to let fragile Sam Bradford sit back there and get absolutely bamboozled in the backfield, right? They're just not going to let the Redskins tee off. So, yes, sometimes you have to get home even when a quarterback is getting rid of the football quickly. They did. Ioannidis late causing the sack, forced fumble, and fumble recovery, kind of the Khalil Mack hat trick, uh, if you will. And then the one other time with Ryan Anderson and I guess Pernell McPhee kind of combining or whatever. The bottom line is this. I saw earlier in the game, Deron Payne, when Bradford did hold on to the football once, when, when his first and second look were taken away by the defensive backs, Nick, Deron Payne lit him up one time and forced an incomplete. You know, sometimes we forget it's not just sacks. It's, per, it's pressure. It's quarterback hits. It's harassment. It's doing all those things in sync and in rhythm that help your defensive backs and help your defense overall, not just sacks.
1: All right, more with Chris Russell coming up in a second. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast.
0: You are locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win... You got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years, they got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, by the way, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Redskins.
1: All right, so everybody, Chris, is rightfully so, I guess, super excited about Adrian Peterson because now he's going to run for 1,200 yards and he's going to be a Pro Bowler and they're going to win the Super Bowl and we know how every Redskins fan loves to react. But he did say that he wants to play three more years in the NFL. Now, I don't know if he can do that at that position. If there's anybody that could physically possibly do it, he'd be the guy. That being said, from what you saw week one, now moving forward with the Redskins, and by the way, in a very limited package for him, because he's still learning things like the two-minute drill, Mm -hmm. caught two balls for 70 yards out of the backfield, which, by the way, has not been Adrian Peterson his entire career. Are we seeing maybe an evolution a little bit in terms of him trying to change the way he plays to still be valuable to a team like the Redskins? Well,
0: I don't know about evolution because he's still one of the greatest running backs, certainly, right. of this era. But I mean, um, in
1: terms of, like, he knows that he's a little bit older now, sure. so he needs to contribute in different ways. Because yeah. physically, look, at 33, he's still not the same right. compared to what he was right. five, six years ago. You don't ago. want
0: him basically carrying the football 25 to 30 times every week because that's, that's probably not going to end pretty. Maybe he's such a freak physically that he can do it, but, you know, for everybody that says he's such a freak physically, yes, he's rebounded quickly off of injuries and been very productive off of injuries, and that's one thing we should not discount because, again, last year he went out in late November with the Arizona Cardinals with a season-ending injury and then didn't get a chance in the season, so we shouldn't discount that, but... You know, you don't want him carrying the football 25 to 30 times. You mentioned the screen catch late in that game. Now he's got to hold on to the football, but you don't expect, you're right, that kind of production in that part of the game uh, for him. So, yes, I I do think there's somewhat of an evolution. I think the the most important thing for me is the Redskins did some different things in the run game, and Jay Gruden talked about this, running more to the perimeter and all that. I think you're going to see much more of that with Chris Thompson. But Adrian Peterson, I remember on a third and one – He, you know, he danced around a block that got pushed back into his lap, if you will, in the backfield. And then he still had enough speed and enough athleticism, Nick, to get all the way out to the sideline and to the edge on a third and one and turn a corner and make a guy miss. Now, again, one yard, not a big deal. You don't, like, celebrate. But that's the type of run that the Redskins have not been able to convert, especially when going wide. They've struggled in short yardage, compact situations i.e. right up the middle. They converted on the fourth and one quarterback sneak. They converted on a third and goal from the one for Adrian Peterson's touchdown. The third and one that I'm talking about, where again he dances wide and still beats a guy to the edge. To me, that's the kind of thing that Adrian Peterson brings to this running back core and this offense that they haven't had. And when you have to worry so much about Alex Smith's mobility and all those RPOs and the read option keepers, that's a lot for a defense to process, especially when the Redskins start running as many different formations, as many different personnel packages, and all that West Coast, not West Coast stuff, all that college stuff that you saw in the very first play of the game where they're running Paul Richardson on basically a loop in the backfield just as eye candy, as I and a lot of other people like to call it. Eye candy screws with a defense. It's like what, what, why Robert Griffin was so successful back in 2012. There was a lot of eye candy. There was a lot of mystery. There was a lot of stuff for a defense to process and think about and not react to. That's what the Redskins majored in, I think, in a lot of ways on Sunday.
1: In terms of productivity, in terms of what we saw numbers-wise. How good wise, was that analysis, it was, by the that way? That was Pretty fantastic. Good, right? It was almost like there's... There you, you know the GIF where you mm-hmm. have people and it's like there's numbers flying? I don't even know what it's from it's just a bunch of numbers and weird mathematical right. equations flying in front. That's yep. what I saw in front of your face. Um, it was just you with all of these different numbers and stats and your hands flailing all over the place with very advanced stats and very detailed information about that. And it was very good.
0: Well, I, I just want to bring the best to your audience. You always I do. might lose them. I might just ramble on and on and on. But sometimes you lose yourself, so exactly. it's fine. It doesn't matter. But I would also say <laughs> that somewhere, if you didn't fall asleep during that long diatribe, you got a couple of damn good chicken nuggets. Ooh, do we have any chicken nuggets in here?
2: Wish.
1: I'd like some. That would be great. Uh, Landfill t- <laughs> probably ate them all. <laughs> that's a very inside joke. Yes. People that don't listen to the fan have no that, idea who it is. That's true. Landf- we literally have Lan- people in the United Kingdom that listen to this Ooh, podcast, so really? they don't are, know Landfill. You are
0: far and wide. It's very cool. They should find out who Landfill is. They should. They should, because he's a character in and of himself. Unlike
1: anybody else. Unlike anyone else. I, looking at the Redskins' offense, I know it's one actual regular season game with Alex Smith. The way that it was run. The way that it looks to you compared to Kirk Cousins is? Well, I, I, I know it's th- a small yeah. sample size. I,
0: I think, yeah, and we don't want to go crazy. Absolutely. Uh, right, but but I think but we, can a we just bit, talked about want. some of the differences in the run game. Right, right. right. So I think you're going to have even more of the jet sweeps and motions mm-hmm. and all. Again, what I mentioned, Richardson on the first play of the game, they also ran it a couple of other times. I think you're going to have a lot more of that end-around, reverse, fakes, motion, people running back and forth. Again, to screw with – so from a run perspective and from an RPO perspective, and the RPO, the run-pass option, is, I would say, the biggest staple improvement because they didn't run a lot of read uh, run-pass option under Kirk Cousins. It was more read option where Kirk would keep it in the red zone, and he was very successful at it. As a matter of fact, he had 11 rushing touchdowns over the three years he was the starter, and many of those came off of, off of read option keeps. In the red zone. Well, Alex will read option keep. Sometimes he'll get sacked. But he'll also turn it into something good, as he did several times in that game. He'll also extend plays. And then again, I mentioned with all the eye candy stuff on the run. So I think right now, to me, the biggest thing that he did was the addition of the RPO and how difficult that is to figure out in a snap for defense. The play extension, which we saw several times throughout the game. Sometimes it was not great, but there were plenty of times where even if he didn't gain yardage, Nick, he escaped a sack or threw an incomplete or a negative play or he made something out of nothing. So I think those are the elements that we saw. What we didn't see, what I hope to see in Week 2 against Indianapolis, I hope to see, like, on second down, first series, a deep play action, seven-step drop, to Paul Richardson over the top running a deep post. That's something we didn't see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, other things that we didn't see is, again, creative clusters and creative sprays from wide receivers that really, really make it difficult to be in man coverage because when you're in man coverage, when you have a triple bunch and it's tight and people are spraying all over the place, when you have man coverage and and teams are playing man It it makes it very hard not to bump and run into each other and get picked off, and then that usually frees off a guy. So these are the evolutions that I expect to see starting in week two for this offense as it takes another level.
1: Speaking of receivers, uh, there's certainly a lot of pressure on Josh Doxson this year to actually perform, to produce on a consistent level. I maintain that he's not going to be able to put up the numbers that people may expect from him because if you look at the track record of Alex Smith and his receivers, They don't necessarily put up those big numbers, especially from a touchdown perspective on a regular basis. He loves his running backs out of the backfield. He loves dumping it off to his tight ends. That's just not how Alex Smith generally quarterbacks football. Will it be different? Will Josh Doxson put up the numbers at least close to what people expect this year? Or do you see that same thing where it's, get ready, guys. This is how Alex Smith treats his receivers.
0: I think he's going to struggle when Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson are healthy to to be a big part of but this, once offense, they get and Jamison Crowder. Yeah, but once and, once Jordan right, Reed and Chris Thompson well, get hurt, because, because right now, <laughs> you, and, and this sounds crazy, right? He's in his third year, and he had a pretty decent first year of full playing. Right, and I consider last years. year his rookie year. Yeah, what do you have? Five fair. six touchdowns, whatever. Six it touchdowns, thirty five okay. catches,
1: right? and five hundred thirty I mean, yards receiving. Something he, like he that. He is not
0: a good route runner. Number mm-hmm. one, gotta improve there. Number two, inconsistent hands. But here's the reason why I'm I'm kind of worried about his role in this offense. Again, assuming that Reed, Crowder and and Thompson, those 3 stay healthy be- and, and Paul Richardson. So to me, if all those guys are healthy and that's a huge if, he's the number 5 option in this offense. And as the number 5 option in this offense, even in the red zone because again, Thompson and Reed are bigger weapons in the red zone in compressed space along with Peterson, even in the red zone, he's, what, option three, option four? Now, sometimes that's going to be good because he's going to draw a favorable matchup, so he might wind up with five or six touchdowns by the end of, of the day. But you asked if I'm worried because Alex Smith likes to dump it off to the tight ends. And the Yeah, that, but also remember what he did as he evolved in his last year in Kansas City. He did stretch the field. He did go up top. He was good in the deep vertical passing game, but that's not Josh Doxon, Nick. That's Paul Richardson. That's why they brought Paul Richardson here. That's Tyreek Hill. That's not Josh Doxson. Not to say that Josh Doxson can't be a part of this offense, but from a fantasy perspective, from a production perspective, if people are expecting more than 40 catches, I think that's a lot. More than six, 700 yards? Honestly, I think that's a lot, and that's assuming he plays most of, if not the entire year, like he did last year. You are locked on Redskins. Your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Redskins.
1: What number is higher at the end of the year? Josh Doxson's receiving yards or Adrian Peterson's rushing yards?
0: Ooh, that's a good question.
1: It's what I bring. Um, the deep stuff.
0: I'm going to go Peterson's rushing yardage okay. just because I, I would kind of be kicking my my previous argument in the pants. And don't do that. You no, never no, no, want to no, contradict no, no, yourself. No, we no, don't no, do that. No. This is a professional podcast. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I would say, I would say, yeah, that. I, I would say Peterson. But here's the thing that I, both guys are, of course, injury prone, right? We mm-hmm. all understand that. Peterson has at a much more physical position, and he's 33. He's 10 years older than Josh Doxson. So I'm really running the risk here of banking on a 33-year-old freakazoid. <laughs> he is a, kind of a freakazoid, yeah, though. At a very physical position on an offense that I'm still convinced, even though um, guys that we work with on the radio and guys in the media think that the Redskins should throw the football 70% of the time and everything will be Shangri-La and wonderful. No,
1: shangri what? shangri freaking law shangri
0: freaking law There you so go. So you know all my stuff. I do secrets. know. I know all your the weirdisms. Point, right, but the, po- the, the point is, is I'm banking on Adrian Peterson because, A, I think that's going to be the philosophy, especially with Alex Smith. I think that's going to be the philosophy as long as they have Adrian Peterson, it would change with just Rob Kelly, just A. Piran because they don't trust those guys as much and they're quite honestly not as good. So that's the problem why I... Why I lean towards Peterson in that comparative analogy, uh, example.
1: Defensive side of the ball. Your early impressions on what we saw from this defensive line. I am ecstatic from what we saw. I love what they've got in terms of their base 3-4 with mm-hmm. Ionidas, Jonathan Allen, yeah. Deron Payne, which everybody should. Is this, as long as it stays healthy, one of the better defensive lines in the NFL Throughout the season.
0: Yeah, again, as long as it stays healthy. Always the caveat. You, you mentioned the top three guys. Of course, they let Lanier go, uh, which, which, w- which was, was, was kind of a disappointing yeah, I, uh, yeah, He
1: was a guy that every, he became one of those fan favorites yeah. where you say, all right, another homegrown guy could kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. I wanted Phil Taylor to make the team too, but I just root yeah, for those and stories.
0: I, I mean, I, I love Phil Taylor. I, I just, you know, I didn't think he was going to make it, especially yeah. with pain. And right. again, uh, you know, Tim Settle's yes. impact clearly yeah. pushed him out of the roster spot, okay? Right. Um, but 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 that's just the reason why I guess I'm bullish, because if you say you lose pain, right, again, it would make a big impact. And please, I, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to everybody says, oh, he's just a great run stopper, but he's and he's lim-. no, he's not limited as a pass rush. He's freaky athletic as a pass rusher if they don't use him squared up over the center, meaning if they don't ask him to be a true what they call zero, then. He's freaky athletic, and he's quick, and he's got moves, and he will torch the inside shoulders of of centers, the outside shoulders of guards, all that. He is so versatile and freaky twitch athletic that I think he's a better pass rusher than most people have given him credit for. Now, that being said, I do worry a little bit about, again, if something happens to the big three, we mentioned Ioannidis, Allen, um, and, and, and Payne, Settle's a rookie. Ziggy Hood's a, a guy, right? He can play end, he can play nose, but we all know he's out of place as a no. If you have to ask Tim Settle, say, uh, I don't even know how many snaps he played on Sunday. It was fifteen-ish, uh, somewhere I, yeah, in that range. It's,
1: it's around there. I know that it well, was. It what, was more than the. It was not as many as the carries Adrian Peterson had, which I thought Adrian Peterson right. would be around fifteen. Yeah, or 16. so did I. But anyway, yeah, I so think we, I. Both, we both agreed on that.
0: But, but but the point but the point is is if you ask Tim Settle or need Tim Settle to play forty snaps a game, that's where you're going to expose Tim Settle. That's why he slipped to the fifth round. So you see where I'm getting mm-hmm. at? It's. I don't worry about this defensive line right now as currently constituted. It's when you ask Ziggy Hood and Tim Settle to play 40, 50 snaps a game and ask Ziggy Hood, and right now he would be the third nose tackle. He wouldn't be the second or even the first, but he would be the th- But when you ask those guys to take on a much elevated role, that's where I worry.
1: All right, biggest thing the Redskins have to do to win on Sunday is?
0: Get off to a fast start and get the crowd supercharged up and into it. You cannot afford to have, like, one of these lackadaisical 6-3 type of games mid-second quarter where everybody's kind of asleep. Oh, and by the way, you got Andrew Luck on the other side. Now, we all understand Andrew Luck is coming back from a very serious injury, right? But he didn't have... I mean, he made one terrible throw that I saw in the red zone for a bad interception, but he threw, what, 52, 53 times? And they had the lead for a good amount of that game. That's not all because they were down 30 points and they couldn't run the football, right? They they struggled to run the football. But when you have Andrew Luck, say, throwing the football 40-plus times, let's just call it 40-plus times because it's hard to imagine he's going to have 53 throwing attempts. When you have that, Nick, I think you're asking for trouble. As mm. good as the secondary was tackling, as good as Quentin Dunbar was, these safeties are not great in coverage. And if you ask them against T.Y. Hilton to hold up on deep post 40-plus times – that's could be that could be where this team gets in trouble if the offense is kind of sluggish in a malaise and it's again 6-3, 7-6, that type of thing mid-second quarter in the home opener where fans get frustrated and bored.
1: All right, he's Chris Russell, you check him out at 1067, the fan also of course at @Russellmania 621 on Twitter if you want to see quotes being misused and ah. insults being flung at random people. Also Russellmania or no Chris com. The new chrisrussellradio.com? Right. Yes,
0: I appreciate that. And you're going to help me out on a podcast as well. So Absolutely. So we're doing mutual podcasts here. That's what we do. appreciate it. Um... And, Anything uh, else to plug? You've got a thousand uh, um, things. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just that. And and at WrestleMania six, I'm trying to be a nicer guy on Twitter. Oh, stop! Uh, you it. Know, I'm that's trying. Not I'm you. trying to not argue with people. Try yeah, you've not done to a yell. terrible
1: job of it recently. I, it's not true. You argued with me before this earlier.
0: I just I said I like Darren Hawksworth and, yeah. and Chris Miles, two other people that we work with. And you here in me. Washington DC yeah. more than I like yeah, you. Well,
1: that's fine. Fair enough. Whatever.
0: You've it's never fine. said anything mean and nasty to me? Never. About I am me? always a gentleman. I
1: am always an adult. Russell, right. good talking to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for stopping still. by.
2: You are locked on Redskins. A hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.